Hello everybody, this is Editing Katie coming at you. Um, so this podcast uh, will be one episode currently, the one that you're seeing published. Um, it will be two different segments, however. So the first segment is going to be a little like debrief on what the podca- podcast journey will is for us right now. And also kind of like a life update. Um, But then the second segment, which you'll hear kind of like a chime going down. I'll say that part two is coming in and then you'll have a chime going in. Um, I may change that idea, but you'll find out. Anyway, there's going to be a little pause, I guess I should say, in between the segments. In the second segment, I just recorded tonight, and I think you guys are going to really like it. Um, Of course, now I came up with the idea of doing this post-edit to actually give you two for one because my other episode actually never published. But I think this is it, guys. This is the solidification of what this podcast will be and I am super stoked to see it full circle now um but I'll let past Katie explain what this podcast is about and I will catch you guys next time hey everybody it's Katie welcome back um after I don't know how long since the last podcast I I honestly don't because I haven't even looked I um, had a thought today and I was just like, I want to record. And, you know, I was going to make this podcast something completely different and look at it as like a business module. And it was great. And I totally wanted to do that. But at the end of the day, it's not what I'm good at. And I don't know if I really would have liked that because I feel like that would have put a lot of pressure on me. And I have found that maybe I wanted to do that to help myself. So I've decided that this podcast is going back to what it always was, which is my virtual diaries. Um, It just works better that way because I can have these little thoughts and tangents. But I didn't even look at anything in the last video. I just vaguely remember what I made the last video about, you know. And I, what do I got to say? I basically just had that thought of like, I want to do these again. And I don't want to put pressure on myself. I really don't. If anything, I think I put too much pressure on myself to do too many things when, yes, I was had all the time and energy to put into those, but it's not actual things that would fulfill my life. Um, and you know, I'm putting through my, myself through a lot right now. And parts of me are wondering if I'm burning myself out, but at the same time, because my brain gets to be, um, in different modes throughout the day and times, really helps. Like today, um, I worked my first job that I started back up. Um, I got hired on in December and she, uh, well, I shouldn't say she, 
because it's not a she, but the company was in the hair world. As you guys, if you listen to the virtual diaries way back, you know, I'm a hairdresser. Um, I think I mentioned that. I'm pretty sure I did. If not, whatever. Um, words are hard. Okay. I do lose my train of thought and I know I don't have to apologize for it, but it does happen. I've also thought about (laughs) relabeling this as like Katie's stoner diary entries or something because that's why I had the epiphany of I'm just gonna go record because I'm stoned but also because today was such a good day and it's symbolic in so many ways that I just I have to write like I have to record it like I can't write it down right now like that's too much effort recording so much easier because I can just voice it it just comes from the heart sometimes the brain and there's confusion there my voice doesn't always work okay that was a really long thing um (laughs) so my first job now you notice I said first that's because I am working two jobs currently um so my first job it's still in the hair world I think I told you guys that I didn't want to go back to the hair world or that I wasn't sure I mean, I started the podcast, I remember, of August last year, and I remember the mindset I was in at that point, but now, right now, I'm in a job that I really like, I'm making really good money, but I'm missing my hair world. Now that I've gone back to work, I'm missing what I've always done, but in a completely different way than what I thought like I realized that you know I can handle meeting new people in a very much a corporate retail environment but for working in the salon excuse me and meeting new people and expecting to give them exactly what they want yeah maybe realistically I put a lot of pressure on myself But I feel like as a hairdresser, clients put a lot of pressure on us. And if you don't do well with your anxiety as a hairdresser, you feel like you're not good at anything. You know what you're good at, but you don't feel confident enough to do everything. I know that I'm talented. I have a lot of people who tell me I'm talented. But because I'm such a perfectionist, I don't feel like I'm talented. So when something goes wrong my anxiety just flares through the roof and I don't know what to do. And I feel like right now in my life, maybe I've found the balance to my anxiety and I found the ways that make me feel confident and things are happening. I'm feeling better. As you guys know, last year I started eating veggie patties or whatever. I can now say that uh, I'm almost a hundred percent a vegetarian, um, with a few times change. Uh, like I still have chicken on occasion. Um, I have decided I don't really want red meat in my diet. Um, and 
it's not because I don't think it's healthy or anything. It's just because uh, my stomach actually can't handle it. I think sometimes I, I might have overate that specific meat. Um, I have found that I have very much like an inflammatory um, gut health issue. And I have found that out recently. And with not having red meat in my diet and not having dairy, um, for the most part, I am dairy free. Um, obviously, I said chicken, um, but I also have eggs. So depending on how you look at eggs, I've always thought eggs were dairy because protein. I don't know. I could be totally wrong and off topic. E okay. Um, ah! go away sorry my cat is trying to give me love and I'm just like she's not wanting it to happen and she doesn't like what I'm doing so she's trying to fight me and I'm just like well go get um but with the food like me not having red meat I've actually have found that my stomach feels better and, and therefore I feel better. I've noticed what foods have made me feel good and what foods have not made me feel good. And it's cool to come back and say, you know, remember those episodes last summer of all this change? I feel like this is totally cool, like works with what I've produced since day one and what the podcast I always wanted it to be. I just got lost because I had too much of an expectation on me. And I think it's also because I've seen the influencers, you know, via YouTube. I'm in, I'm not a social media influencer by any means, but I definitely have followed that world long enough now that I've never felt creative or confident enough to put my personal thing out there. So when I created the podcast and named it my virtual diaries, I felt like I had to talk about something emotional and maybe I wasn't ready to give that away yet, but now I can say I'm ready to give that. Like I'm ready to let go. I am ready to not have that expectation on myself that I have to do something. Um, I'm ready for the small wins and one thing I've said probably three times tonight and was that I never knew how to make attainable goals. And I never knew what that meant. Maybe I did on some level and I have implemented those, but I've never felt this much progression with my mental health and my physical health and my wellness, like all of it, like I've never felt this much like a spring forward until now. And I know it's summer and a lot, one thing about living in the state I live is that during the winter, we don't have, we don't get a lot of sun. So our, um, I think it's vitamin, is it vitamin D or vitamin E? Or no, not E, C, vitamin C. Is it vitamin C? No. Vitamin D or vitamin C, I don't know. One of those we don't actually consume enough. Um, so during the winter, most people get like a, what they call a seasonal depression. 
And I will say, although my depression will get worse, my depression, um, I do not have seasonal depression. Um, I have found actually that this winter has probably been one of the greatest winters because I've forgiven myself a lot. I let myself kind of be what I needed to be. And while letting myself do that, I realized, you know, I do actually want things and I want to go for those things. That's why I have my second job. It's perfect. Um, I feel like I would make just enough in two weeks that it could go towards my car payment. Um, it could go towards rent. It could go towards a whole different savings account. I think secretly I want it to be for my car um, because my one of my big goals this year was I really wanted a car and I wanted it by the summer. And I really had didn't know how I was going to attain it this summer. And now I'm kind of summer's here and I want to push myself to really see if I can do it. Um, right now I will say it's working. Um, but my hours will be cutting back at some point in the future. Just right now, right now, guys, there's a lot going on with my work. Um, basically there's only two of us running the store. We do have an extra on hand girl right now. Um, and it's been great. Uh, but yeah, there's a little short staff situation. And I know there's a lot of people out there, um, who have the similar, similar situations. And I totally understand why people do not want to come back to work. I feel ya. I really do. But let me tell you what, I feel like I'm doing so many jobs and, um, I'm okay though. The money, honestly, I'll take it. I'll take it right now. Yeah. Give me the money. Um, so the stress that I'm putting through myself through isn't, will it cause me to burn out? Maybe a little bit, but not in the way that I felt burnout pre-COVID. Right now, I have this force that's driving me to get the things that I want in life because I feel like I've totally slacked in life. Maybe I haven't. Maybe again, I'm just putting myself pressure. But to me, in my view, I feel like I've slacked. And I feel like I didn't really apply those obtainable goals appropriately. And today, actually last night, I joined um, a fitness app, a health wellness app. And um, no, this is not an ad, but I joined Noom and I was really skeptical my mom actually was the one who sent me the um, link for, for the referral. And she told me that one of my cousins also did it too. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know if I'm going to like it. My instant thought was a no. It's not going to work. I was like, I've tried counting calories before. I've tried fitness apps. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of FitOn, 
but it's actually pretty cool. If you're into working out, highly recommend. Um, I thought it was going to be a good first start for me, but it definitely wasn't. Um, maybe in the future it will be an app that I go back to, but as of right now, it's definitely not. Um, but it was really cool because you could basically time how many workouts or how much you wanted to do and what your workouts you wanted, like specifically for what. Uh, so if you are into working out, definitely recommend it's called fit on, but like I've tried apps like that. I've tried the calorie counter, my fitness pal. I'm pretty sure everybody knows my fitness pal. Um, but doing it that way never worked. And I really didn't understand till today what Noom was all about. And I'm shocked at how many extra things I've put into my day just because of a fitness weight loss app. Like, I knew that the journey was going to be different. Um, I knew that I was looking for more of a lifestyle change. I knew I didn't want to work out. I knew that I had to start with food because I had an unhealthy relationship with food and having someone in my life who's vegan who started that journey last summer if anything she's taught me what I can intake in my body and what actually feels good and what doesn't what fills me and what doesn't Noom right now though for me is almost telling me what you're doing is great but maybe you need a little bit more calorie intake or maybe you need to choose different foods or different styles. And they also have recipes and it's for all things. So if I decide that I wanted to have chicken or something ever again, like it's there, I have recipes, but they also have tofu recipes. So if I wanted to try a tofu recipe, I have one now. And then if I like the tofu recipe, I can find more recipes in like Pinterest and friends and family and everybody like, duh <laughs> like I just feel like I it's, there's a lot and it sounds so basic like it sounds like basic to me it does at least but here I am being in awe and finally being excited for something that I have felt like has always been attainable like I've always was set to do things the right way like, I remember back in high school, I was working out. Um, I was on a special diet, and it was to fill my dad's needs because um, he was type 2 diabetic at that time. So, like, he went and saw a nutritionist, so it was like, well, I needed to do the same thing, which really, now looking at it, it's like, I'm surprised they didn't notice it but or could tell that everybody's different. Um, and things that work for one person isn't going to work for the next and et cetera. Like I should have known, but I was high school teenager, like 16. I didn't know. And I've always been into dance and I also did sports like as a kid. So I was always set up for success, but my relationship with food and weight as a whole never worked. I never understood and finally Noom has made it so I get it 
and I can actually achieve these things. And now I'm realizing I can do a lot more and I never put that much pressure on myself. I just have opened up more time in my life because of these decisions. And it's so weird because you're like, but how have you created more time when you're doing X, Y, Z and whatever? I'm still finding time to have my time. I'm still finding time to do the things I like, like this right now, making a podcast. I'm still finding time to knit, to crochet, to possibly paint. Like I finally have gotten all the paint supplies. I found time to do grocery shopping and laundry on a regular basis, even with working. Like I know my limits and I actually know I can do more and I don't want to press my limits too much because physically, um, body, like body wise, there's some things I have to get done. I should probably get a massage and I should probably see a chiropractor because I have had joint pain my whole life and doesn't matter at what weight I've been. I know that weight adds to it, but I feel like I've had things out of placement for so long and me losing weight and making my gut health feel better because it was all hidden by my gut. I can tell where my chronic pain is now more than ever. Um, and I'm so like, those things need to happen, but I'm getting close to a point where maybe I will finally feel confident enough to commit to a gym and make like, I'm feeling confident enough to make this and probably post it without even listening it, to it because I'm kind of just like, screw it. Let's go for it. I want to feel that way about the gym. I'm not there yet, but I have a feeling I will be. Um, but Noom is making it possible, and that's what I'm most excited about. And who knew? Who knew, guys? Who knew? But anyway, um, I have to open tomorrow, so I'm going to bed. It was nice chatting with you. I will definitely figure out a name for this podcast. Right now, I'm just going to keep it as it is and maybe title it as a update. Um, but this is me and I hope you can stick around and yeah, have a good night or a good day. Yeah. Bye. Welcome back to Stoner Diaries featuring your host, Stoner Katie. Hi guys, welcome back. <laughs> um, yes, welcome back. This is Stoner Diary number two, and it's because I'm having another stoner thought, and it's sparking creativity, and what better way to document creativity than through this podcast um, to share it with you guys, because creativity is an amazing thing. Anyway, <laughs> um... As you know, I am a hairdresser and I'm currently working two jobs. Um, maybe I didn't tell you that in the last one, but that's okay. This is where I'm at right now. And um, I just had a service done last week at the salon I started working at. Um, it was a facial and it 
felt it amazing, guys. I ended up um, recommending it to quite a few people, and one person in particular. Um, I just told them about it today because we haven't seen each other, and I ended up being able to book them with something uh, for a facial so they can also have that time because if you know anything about mental health, you know that self-care is a very big thing to do. And I know for me, I don't do a lot of self-care, um, not always at least. Um, and the last week I tried really hard to do a lot of self-care, um, especially with working two jobs and being under the pressure I am, have been with one of them because we've been short-staffed, um, plus adding on the second job. It's been a lot, so being able to do a lot of self-care things was amazing, and that's why I've been raving about it. Um, but also being able to promote somebody like that and now be in a position where I can book an appointment for them right then and there is amazing. And I feel like I can use my knowledge for everybody. Like I work in a place where I get to see a lot of people in the beauty industry. And then at the same time in my personal life, I see a lot of people in general and I can recommend them to see people. Or if I see people who like school students um, who are still in cosmetology school or nailed school or whatever, I now can recommend them salons if they haven't already looked into it. Um, and that's really cool. I think, I think I have kind of figured out maybe a little bit of something that I'd want to do. Um, one, as I'm sure you guys remember last year, my venture with the idea of, um, what's it called? The idea that I had for a business of my own that had to do with the hair industry and how it was like a three-step process. Um, shortly after that idea, I've kind of fell off as far as like what I wanted um, for myself. And I think that's because I was really focused in Instagram for marketing. And because I never figured out what my marketing standpoint was, it's very hard for me to have a successful Instagram um, where it doesn't feel like it's a ton of stuff. And lately I've been like following a few people that I know in my personal life and I've just noticed them having this sort of quote-unquote aesthetic. And they're humble about it. Like, they don't have a thousand followers or anything like that. But you go to their Instagram and you see this sort of type of photo. And um, when I was also doing my Skillshare, um, side note, I had to cancel my Skillshare membership just because financially I may be able to bring it back up again soon but for right now it's canceled um but Skillshare I watched a lot of videos on there talking um hold on it was a lot of marketing videos um because there's different categories for classes on Skillshare and one of them 
one of the reasons why I got Skillshare was my way of trying to figure out graphic design and getting the ideas behind how marketing works, how graphic design works, how building a business works. Very entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, words are hard. <laughs> that is actually a quote on a shirt by um, one of my favorite YouTubers, um, Evan and Caitlin. Uh, I need that shirt quite literally, because I say words are hard all the time and they deserve all the support and love. Um, anyway, not sponsored. <laughs> um, but I started following recently with Instagram. I started following a lot of, uh, people in the beauty industry that I see on my regular work. Um, I just, I follow a lot of people. I have friended a lot of people. Um, and I noticed with theirs how even then it's almost business structured. And I've never looked at Instagram as being business. I've always looked at Instagram as like, this is a place where you post photos, which it is. But I've just noticed a lot of people use their Instagrams to post what they're passionate about or what's going on in their life. It's either a lot of selfies with maybe a couple other things get in there or it's like music and or crafts or inspirational quotes. Um, sometimes maybe random pictures if they like are a mom and stuff, they'll, you'll see their kids. Um, just very random, but at the same time, not like there is like each one has kind of the similar like shade styles or aesthetic types whether it's the articles of the clothing the way the edits look on the photo itself and the filters or you know it's that and I've been trying to figure out what I want my Instagram aesthetic to be because I feel like I'm also trying to currently find my style because I've never have solidified my style and I feel like it's always changing, but there, and when I say style, it's more of like clothing and fashion versus, um, overall aesthetic. It kind of is cause I feel like I haven't solidified my like housing style, um, Tyler and I have a lot of hand-me-downs and things that we've had for years, and that is okay. Um, I love that, but at the same time, I feel like we haven't really solidified who we are as adults yet, and I'm ready to do that, and I think he is too, because finally being organized, to me, that's what an adult is, and unfortunately... Um, I was very much a lazy child and didn't want to figure out um, organization when I had the chance to figure out organization as a kid. So I would be prepared for adulthood. Um, but like low-key, I was prepared for adulthood. I just... I don't know. I didn't care about certain things. But anyway, now that um, I'm in my later... I'm technically in the mid, but late 20s, um, I feel as though it's time to solidify 
maybe a general design aesthetic. And right now, um, Tyler and I's bedroom has been the main room that I want to focus design aesthetically on. And that's, in a weird way, has been really trying to, like, do this room has been, like, kind of, sort of, showing what our design aesthetic is. Um, a while back, I ended up cleaning my kitchen after it was like a mess for a very, very long time. And I was able to get some organizing pieces and that kind of started it. Well, this past week, we like overabundanced that. And now it's the main focus is our bedroom. And it's so nice because our bedroom is the room that gets used the most because it has our clothes. But because Tyler works overnights, it's it, the bed's getting used during the day. And then because I work during the day, the bed's getting used at night. So we're constantly in here. We're not constantly in here together, but the room is always occupied, basically, um, unless we're both up. Anyway. Um, so going back to the Instagram, I know that was a really long tangent, but basically what I was trying to get at was the bedroom has become the space that has sparked a lot of creativity design wise, because I've always loved interior design. And, um, because I've been a fan of so many different design styles, this is kind of like the first room that's going to solidify that for me. And I'm really excited for that because it's in an apartment, but yet I get to paint the walls and put in the furniture and get the actual decor pieces that fit Tyler and I and give our room the cozy, comfortable feeling we want without, you know, breaking the bank and or like getting in trouble with our landlord. Like the paint's cool. He was fine. It was like this really weird teal shade before. And Tyler and I are painting it this really pretty purple and it's super deep and like jewel tones, but we're also like keeping it light and vibrant because all of our doors and the trim and our ceiling is white. And I am too scared to paint all that because all the trim everywhere is white. Um, cause it's very like, it's not, I mean, it's old. This building was built, I think in the seventies, but like it is old. Like it, you can tell some of it is not original. Um, but like there's a lot of features that are original. And so even though it's really dark in here, um, this trim everywhere makes it super bright. But solidifying in that style has made me question more, well, what's the style for the Instagram? Overall, what is my vibe? I'm someone who crazy, ridiculously loves bright hair. Um, my hair is currently this really pretty, like, hot pink color, but it's, like, I, I am so excited. I mixed two different colors, and I basically mixed up a neon green, or no, not a neon orange with a neon pink with a little bit of this neon pinky with slight purple hue. If you are familiar with nail polishes and dual chromes um, and know what that means, basically it's a pink with like, turn it in the light, it almost looks purple. Um, 
the color that I think of is called Pompeii Purple by OPI. Um, literally, that is a really pretty nail color, but that is the color that I'm talking about that I mixed in for my hair. And it just came out to be this like super neon bright pink, but like because I didn't lighten my roots all the way like I should have, my roots are kind of like orangey, but like, oh, it's like a watermelon, guys. I'm like the watermelon of summer, like the very bright in your face pink, but like also like somewhat orangey, if that makes any sense. Um, I freaking love it. Like, so I like bright hair. I liked colored hair. Um, I like piercings. Because I have piercings in my ears. A lot, most of my pictures on my Instagrams are selfies. Um, ones that usually my makeup's done. Um, if my makeup isn't done, it's because I'm showcasing my hair. Or it was like a candid moment. Um, I usually don't put filters on my photos on Instagram. Because I filter them through Snapchat first. Um, but... If I do mess around with Instagram, I feel like it's very similar to how I use my Snapchat filters. Um, so that's cool. So like I kind of have an aesthetic, but the idea I, some people know, I also have an Instagram for my um, hair account. And last year when I was coming up with the idea of that three-step process and all of that, I was like, how would this work? And I never was able to figure out what the Instagram would be. And now that I'm not only working at a salon, but then working at a chain that supplies the product to the salon, I'm in a position where I know of a lot of things. Like I know who's hiring, who maybe has the best services in town, um, who's good at what, what color lines are you interested in and what brands would, would I like see you using the most and being able to say that to like a consumer, like the people who need to go see a stylist, like, obviously I want to boast about myself but I am very much a person who will boast other people's skills because obviously as much as I am good at what I do, I'm not the person for everybody. And I learned that the hard way. Um, I thought that's what I had to do to get the clients that I wanted when in actuality, I don't have to do that at all. Um, which is really nice. Um, being able to work at a salon again is really cool and I'm really glad that I chose the salon that I'm at because um, I did get job offers while working at my supply job store because once they found out I was a licensed cosmetologist they were like if you need a job let me know and I was like low-key thank you but also like probably not going to happen because like already have place lined up <laughs> just wasn't committed um, so going back the beginning of this being a stoner TED talk, essentially, I guess, to myself, a diary entry, whatever. Um, <laughs> the epiphany I had today was that I could 
almost use that business um, Instagram as a way to almost make the beauty community have like a go-to person as a whole, whether you're a consumer or a um, stylist or a salon. Um, And the reason why I say that is because it would be able to give clients or people who find me you know, um, that I have who follow that page already. Uh, but then if I made it like viewable, I could also get the people, um, from my supply store to follow me via there, or I follow them, they follow me back kind of a deal. Um, and it would almost be like a newsletter, so to speak, almost like how behind the chair, um, Behind the Chair is a big one. I see Behind the Chair for, uh, they have like the magazine. So like I see them for consumers and for um, stylists. I think it also depends on what you're interested in as far as beauty goes. Because the beauty community to me is huge. You have everything from makeup to nails to hair um, to really fashion anything anything you define as beauty it's you're part of the beauty community point blank zero um so making it on a local level though having something as big as behind the chair but making it local would be really cool because there's not that many schools in our state and i knowing the education background because i went to one of the said schools in the state I know good skills when I see them and being able to recommend a place, maybe they're interested in a certain brand. Um, Like the other day I had a guest who was interested in a certain brand and she was like, I just want to play. And I gave her two salons, one of which I'm working at. And she was absolutely ecstatic. Come to find out she booked an interview or yeah, They made it a time to do an interview and I'm super excited because like that's huge. Like here it was somebody wanting to play, but also knowing that this person needs the coverage and needs more people like it's a win-win and I'm really excited. I want it to work. Um, If it doesn't, that's okay. No hard feelings. Like I also recommended another salon And once I told her the vibe of the salon I was at, she wanted to try it out. But if it doesn't work, that's okay because there's a backup where they're also hiring. And if that doesn't work, I know another salon that's hiring. And that's what's super cool about being this person is I can recommend the things for the people But then for people who are like, oh my gosh, I love your hair, who did it? Or, hey, I love your nails, who did those? Or, hey, wait, you have time on your hands? Want to talk self-care? Like, I have a lady who just started with facials. So it's like, yeah, I got a facial. Now I'm going to boast about her to give her clients. And she is already doing good. So to get her more clients, she's going to be great. And... (laughs) That's the exciting part. These are the things that make me excited. 
being that person that can almost do customer service all day. Like today I worked at my supply store and I had a guest interaction and she told me that she was like, I hope I see you next time um, because you're very personable. And I just kind of was like, oh, like, thank you so much. But at the same time, like being like, yeah, but like, aren't you personable? Like you were just as personable with me. But realizing that I was making the guest feel happy in that setting, that was new to me. Hold on, please. Cat? Kitty cat. (laughs) So right now there's no lights on in my room and I have both my headphones in and the cat's sitting on the bed and it's been super quiet, but all of a sudden I heard a sound through my little pause of breath and then one of the cats looked, her name's Luna. She looked over in the corner and I was like, what was that sound? And then I heard it again and I was like, watch over there. And then I heard, saw a little, cause the room's dark, remember? Um, the only light that I'm seeing is actually through my doorway. So I can like see my kitchen, but like what's around me is like kind of dark in this corner is like, I can see what's over there, but it's dark. But anyway, uh, Severus, one of our other cats was tucked in the corner. It was really cute. Um, and I'm pretty sure another kitty is over there or something. Um, but with the customer service, I feel like I've gotten that compliment before with my customer service. And like, maybe I just don't realize how good it is or I don't realize I'm doing it. It's just a part of me. So I don't know. But I also get excited when I can tell people about things and get them excited for it Um, and meet new people and know what's out there and realize that the network of salons that there are in my area that my store covers, there's so many. And a lot of these salons, they look at each other as competition, but a lot of these people know each other used to work together or they do work together. Um, I've seen so many new salons open up and where it's like family run and operated. You know, I see people who come in constantly with family members who that they make it their little shopping trip. Um, I see everybody. I see the booth renters. I see the commission stylists. I see the owners, I see the retired, I see the students, like I get to see everybody that has been in the hair industry at some point. And I also see the people who are working and I see those people constantly because they're always in need of supplies. So their interactions are stronger. So when I do see the people who may be asking me questions about like, oh, well, do you know who's hiring? Or, hey, I've been out of the game for a while. The people who I normally go to aren't going. Do you know? And even on occasion, sometimes we get people who don't realize that we're a licensed 
establishment only, meaning if you don't have your cause or anything beauty-related license, you can't shop there. Um, and that does include barbering. Barbering, nails, skin, massage therapy, all of it. Um, cosmetology, yeah. Um, but we do get public people who come in, and a lot of times they're looking for certain things, and because I've tried to familiarize myself I've recommended to places that I know that are local that they can go to. That way they can feel like they're supporting the local area. And to me, that's a big deal. Um, from the state that I live in, shop locally is a big thing. Small businesses are a huge thing. And all of us know that a lot of our small businesses were attacked during the pandemic last year. And to be part of the community that is kind of basically all small businesses because they're all salons um, that are usually privately owned and operated. Um, to see some of them go under was very sad. To see some of like your favorite restaurants go under was super sad. But then there's where other businesses that were completely thriving and being amazing just like they are. And I will always try to support local, even when it comes to a chain. Um, the chain I work for, it does make you feel super local-based, but it's also on a national scale, so it's cool at the same time because you have this insane community from nation, the uh, shoreline to shoreline, basically. Um, you, yeah. But the local, like, the little, our little area of the nation and even home base where I the cities I live that's what I mean by local and it's so cool to be able to do networking like that and to be able to do it on an Instagram platform and have that be almost the same thing that my last year Instagram was which was the or business idea sorry business idea last year's business idea was placing the client um, with their stylist, like almost like a stylist client matchmaker. <laughs> but this that I'm describing now is kind of like that, but it's on a more realistic scale, meaning that it's utilizing knowledge of in salon life but also my personal life, but also my main job, which is the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Perf yeah, my wholesale store. <laughs> Sorry, um, this is what happens. <laughs> but no, just that whole idea just made me, I wanted to write it down. Um, because, of course, this happens when Tyler is at work, and I know he would tell me to write it down, because anytime I'd have a high thought like that, and I didn't, especially if it was just the high thought, like the first sentence, like the high thought, it wasn't this elaborate thing that I'm explaining to you guys. It literally was, hey, I think you just figured out your Instagram. It can literally be a network that's low-key like I didn't have the words for it but when I broke it down 
with you guys. That's when I realized it's kind of like behind the chair, but local. And so it's almost identical to what my mission was last year, which was to be like a matchmaker for the clients. But to now be sitting here thinking, no, I wanted to actually be both is really cool and really exciting. It's kind of like a blog where you only know about it if you follow, you know, and it's designed for the local places. I love that. And I think I almost want to do it with my personal page. So parts of me are like, well, how can I incorporate it to my personal page? And that's where it's like, I don't want my personal page to start feeling business-like. I want it to feel natural. I want it to feel common. And so that's why I didn't really have like, not the urge to write it. I was like, I can need to talk this through. So that's why I made the podcast. And honestly, this is kind of like the perfect place for it because I get to talk out loud, which makes me process all my thoughts and really figure things out and maybe ask myself some weird questions that I can totally answer. But it gets all of that word vomit out so then I can finally see the big picture and what it could be and also start brainstorming ideas for the next step. And normally I can't do this just because I'm thinking about too much at once. Cats, stop it with your zoomies. You like literally almost scratched me. You mean? I'm sorry guys, but like calm down. It's like 10:30 at night. Chill. They are my children and I love them, but they are having major zoomies and one of them kind of he didn't claw me. We're good. Um, it more like startled me than anything else. Anyway, as I was saying and finishing up, because of me thinking about so many things at one time, at any given time during the day, because there's a lot that I have to process I try to focus on one thing at a time, and I usually do, but low-key in my head, I'm doing like a thousand things at once. Um, Maybe that's a little extreme, but that's what it feels like. So when I do smoke and become high, I'm able to like almost dissipate all of that. And so when I do have that, like, oh my gosh, a high thought, which that's what it was, I'm able to go down these deep dives and these deep rabbit holes and thoroughly explain and process it to my brain so that I can understand. But I'm also voicing it aloud and therefore, like, for this, I'm recording it. So that means I have it for future reference, which means I'm more likely to retain the information it just is so cool. It blows my mind. Um, this is why you can tell I'm high. <laughs> Maybe you can't. I don't know. I always feel like you can because I feel like I stumble. I stutter a little bit more. I lose my train of thought. 
Um, but I also can feel the effects of the high, initial high wearing off. Um, but that's just because I haven't smoked in maybe like 40-ish minutes. So you do come down and talking and doing this much talking definitely makes it that way. Um, but I feel like I've solidified now what I want this podcast to be. And for sessions like this make me super excited. And so the intro bit that you heard, if I can remember it, um, that's probably how I will introduce these every time. And every time they're going to be crazy insane. This one definitely feels like a more analytical, like I feel very productive. I feel very businessy, but I also like feel like I have all these things and ideas that I'm just like, ooh, what about this and that? Ooh, yeah. Like, I'm actually probably going to be finishing up my painting of the room this weekend that I'm super excited about. Um, I'm also going to see if I can find some end tables. Um, I'm also going to see if maybe not us buying a dresser right now um, for money reasons, but maybe we can buy... Um, some plastic totes that that are drawers to help us get our clothes organized so we can finally put this room together and feel a sense of ease and maybe hopefully by the time I'm done that I will also have figured out what this network Instagram thing is going to be and all of that feels so so productive and I love these productive highs When you have a productive high, guys, it just, it feels amazing. Like, you get so much done. Um, But because it's 1030 at night and I work tomorrow, I am not going to do anything tonight. I'm going to watch some YouTubes and go to bed. So, thank you so much for listening. Um, Thank you for joining and following me on this little venture of my brain just rambling. Um, Because essentially that's what it is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess I'll talk to you next time, whenever that may be. Enjoy your time and your life. I hope you have a fantastic day or evening or whenever you're listening to this. I hope it's great and enjoyable. And I'll catch you later. Bye.